I was at the store today and I saw this little stuffed Lola from uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's cute. I had to buy it. Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for these uh, cutesy little droids. It, it has very animal like fox like ears. Where did yeah, it, it have does. ears that big? I don't even remember. Well, in the show, they're like flaps. They're usually oh, down. Flaps. So it's okay. like, and then when it's like flying and gesticulating, they bounce up. But yeah, it does kind of look right. like a fox. It's got little legs. I don't know. I just had to have it. So I did. Yeah. Treat yourself. That's what I told myself. Treat yourself. You know, I was going to buy an Ewok because there was a, uh, I found a stuffed one at the store, but it was like 25 bucks. And I was like, yo, I was like, I like Ewoks, but 25 bucks. I was like, oh, I would rather pay like, you know, the $12 for a pop. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a whole new line of Return of the Jedi pop figures and there is a brand new Wicked out there. So I might need to get it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have a little stuffed wicket that I got at Walgreens that was only like nine bucks or something who like hangs out on my desk at work. So, oh, that, oh, I'll, get, I'll look for that. We got, I know I'm adding to the collection because I've got a stuffed Dio from uh, Rise of Skywalker. I've got my Lola here. Dio, you know? Dio, you know, I don't know which one I like better. I think I like Dio because he just says Dio all the time. <laughs> I like it better than Lola. Just... He says, he says, like, no, thank you, no, thank you, and stuff no, like that. You. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, such a great little cute. That one I was okay with. I was, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Babu Frick, on the other hand, I don't know. That Not character fair. That character did redeem itself, though, in The Mandalorian, that, that little alien guy. Oh, yeah. That Babu, Babu Frick was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really good in The Mandalorian. It was Mandalorian. pretty solid. Yeah, it was. Season three, that, I yeah. loved that. I agree. Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoons, the comics, and beyond. And beyond. Well, I see you wrote comics in there. Was that I tossed in there? it in. I tossed oh, it in. Look oh, at you. Oh. What a little detective. Encyclopedia Brown over here. I'll read anything. <laughs> and I'll, but but I've, I caught that. I caught that. Good job. So today... If you didn't guess, we are discussing Return of the Jedi Ewoks issue number one, a one-shot comic published by Marvel Comics on April 12th, 2023. So current. Yeah, so I felt so, so current. I walked current. in and I was like, yo, you got that issue number one? Yeah. They were like, yeah. I don't know. You got to go over there and find it. And this place was wall to wall, table to table, stacked. I couldn't find it until he came over and in like two seconds found it. I was like, geez, I'm... <laughs> My yeah. comic book looking skills. I They're left. rusty. They're yeah, rusty. Really I love bad. that you. I love that you went to a brick and mortar comic book store. Uh, there's not oh, one. Wait. Like the closest one around me is like 45 minutes. Uh, so I had to get mine online. But that means that we got different covers. So let's talk about that in a minute. Let me tell you about yes. this comic. All right. This was written by Alyssa Wong, uh, with art by Lee Garbett, Casper Wingard, Kyle Holtz, Paulina Gincho. Java Targalia and Rachel Rosenberg. Uh, there are several alternate covers. Uh, I think about six in total. My oh, wow. copy uh, is Wicket and Baga, and it's drawn by Peach Momoko. I like this one a lot. It has a very like '80s vibe. There, you know, there was those Ewok storybooks that were coming out around that time, and this really is reminiscent of that. I like it quite a bit. My copy is an image of Tebow, and is by Chrissy Zula. Oh, no, wait, this is not Tebow. No, that's low gray. I think that's movie Tebow. No, that's low gray because he's wearing the uh, condor bird 
thing on his oh. head and staff. So Tebow is the. Oh, gray. Tebow's in the back. Okay, Tebow's in the background, but Low Gray's front and center in yours. Yeah, this is Low Gray right here. Okay, yeah, they're great. The covers are great. I know like they really one, are. Like, the one that like when you were like, oh, this is the comic to get, and it had that really creepy version of Wicket. I was Super just like, close up. Yeah, so they only had the two. They had that one and this one, and I was just like, I just don't know if I could get that comic, man. It's yeah. so weird. Like, like I love Wicket, but like they took probably the worst photo of wicket and then like made it and then they like yeah. sucked the color out of it so yep. it looked really yeah. creepy well yeah i was really drawn to mine just because of the nostalgia factor i thought it was really great but you're right the main wicket one was a little creepy but i think yours is uh it's it's neck and neck which one of these two is better very cool yeah this one you know they're they're, they're just happy they're having fun time I, I yeah i was just like oh when i saw i, I almost left without the other one and then i grabbed it at the last second i was like i'm taking this one yeah. Boy, yeah. Yeah. Chrissy oh. Zulo did that cover. Did we ever say that? She I think did. I did. Chrissy Zulo. Okay. Yeah. Chrissy yeah. Zulo. Yeah. Very good right. job. Very good job. Our featured creative on this endeavor is the author, Eliza Wong. She has worked extensively in Star Wars comics, most notably on the long running series, Dr. Afra, which follows one of Vader's apprentices. Have you read any of that? Have you come across this character no, at all? Not at all. Dr. Afra. Another doctor, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. the only doctors work. Every, I guess it's so. Lord Vader and then Doctor Everyone Some, after somebody that. else. Yeah, um, I, I have read this character in the mainline. I think actually in the Vader title I have, but I don't think I've read just the solo Doctor Afra title for a while. Okay. There, when when Marvel got the rights back from Dark Horse, there was just this Star Wars boom where like they started the mainline Star Wars series, they started an ongoing Darth Vader, and then there was like you know, mini series for, for Leia and Lando and Han and Chewbacca. Mm -hmm. There was a, uh, an ongoing Poe Dameron and Black Squadron series. It was everywhere. Ooh, so like okay. I started and I was like, oh, I'm going to read the new Star Wars stuff. And then it was just so many that eventually I was kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> it's too, it's yeah. too many. So I still pick them up occasionally. Yeah. You know, I did read the whole Poe Dameron series. I read that straight okay. through. And the Princess Leia one is pretty cool because it focuses primarily on her dealing with the aftermath of Alderaan. You know, like basically people being like, come be our queen. You're the queen of Alderaan now. You know, and it was just kind of a neat little focus. Oh, yeah. She's still the princess. I didn't even realize it. You yeah. Know, or your worship, depending on yeah. your... <laughs> yeah, right, of course. The one that was like heartbreaking, there was two. The Lando miniseries, you get all the backstory on Lobot, and it was like, whoa. I never knew I cared about Lobot this much, but it was it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there was a C three PO one shot about how he got the red leg, red leg, red leg or red arm in Force Awakens. I can't remember arm arm because his red his left leg or right leg is silver, right. so it's his okay. arm. He's like, oh, you, you know, did, yes. did you want to know how I got my red arm? And it's like they just freeze over, and it's just like, wait, that's what? another what? one. That's another one that's like a really like emotionally heavy comic. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to look. You know, when I went to the store, it's so I went to Wade's Comic Madness in Levittown, PA. We have a job site out there. So on my way home, I was like going by this place it's right there. And uh, man, wall to wall comics, figurines, everything is Star Wars. I, I, I had to get out of there because <laughs> if I didn't, I would have left with like, you know, 15 issues of different <laughs> random Star Wars comics or Marvel comics, DC or anything, but uh, yeah, really cool place, really cool place. So I'm glad I went to a brick and mortar place. All right, so are you are you going back to this place? That's what I need to know. Is it going to be know, a new stop on the cycle? I think I might go back because there was a couple issues, 
I had to leave. You know, it was like okay. one of those like, all right, yeah, just, just, yeah, just buy my comic, in. get out of yep. here, I'll get stuff in. You know, yep. actually, first place that I that I've been to a comic book store that was not pop heavy. There's a place oh. nearer to me. Do you mean like Funko Pop heavy? Yeah, Funko Pop, where it's just like you nice. walk inside and they're selling like ten thousand Funko Pops, and then like they only got a little bit of room for comics, and it's just like this isn't a comic store; it's yep. a pop store, you know. Yep. But no, this Wade's Comic Madness, man. They could have used the 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 Chinese restaurant space next door, and still mm. would have been packed. Wow. But uh, yeah, like the 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 childhood memories of like walking into a comic book store. That was it, man. Like stuff hanging from That's the cool. ceilings, models. Yes. Like, oh oh yeah, it, it was great. Man. I was just like, I oh, it. it feels so good to be back in a place like mm-hmm. this. I I mean, anytime I'm anywhere where there's a comic book store, I like to go into it. My go-to when I have to order something online is Midtown Comics. They have, um, you know, they're they're like brick and mortar stuff is is right in New York City. So when we're in the city, like I always go there and you can like anything you want, you can buy and be like, all right, and now just ship this back to me, which is cool, you know, because you don't have to worry about like trying to drag things on trains and stuff. But yeah. So anyway, I got my hands on it. Physical copy. Uh, and I had a good time with it. So shall we dive into this? Yeah, let's uh, let's first go over to publisher summary. Tale of it. the Ewoks on the moon of Endor occupied by the species called Ewoks. A group of these stout creatures has gathered around the fire to recount tales of triumph, defeat and honor. Horror. Oh, it does say horror. Yeah. <laughs> and horror. <laughs> That's an important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> It's true. In the art forward manner of storytelling, watch an eclectic group of artists interpret the stories from the unique minds of Ewoks in a manner only they can envision. This can't-miss issue of Star Wars fans of of mirth, merriment, and artistry is the book you've been craving. The comic starts with a crawl. We get get a classic Star Wars crawl at the beginning, and it's this. Ewoks. On the forest moon of Endor, a village of Ewoks gather around a fire to share tales of adventure and wonder. No place is safe from the war tearing the galaxy apart, not even the Ewoks' home. But for one night, their stories of courage, fear, and determination will unite them and bring them hope. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So we get three stories in here. They're wordless. So that's kind of yeah, cool. I, thought, I liked that. I, I, it's like, wow, that didn't take me long to read because it was much yeah. Like- but, uh, but well, I mean, like the art was great. So let me bring us through the uh, yeah, please mini synopsis here. The collection includes the stories, The Walkling's Tale. Logray spins a cute tale to the Walklings that ultimately leads the enemies to enemies becoming friends. The art in that one was by Paulina Ganacho. Yeah, yep. I like that artwork. Paplu's Tale. Paplu, frustrated that Logray's tale ends happy, tells a grim tale of darkness and death who did that art by kyle Hotz and rachel rosenberg very good as well then mm-hmm. ending with peekba's tale before the walklings can go to bed scared peekba tells a dreamer's tale of resourcefulness and ingenuity the tired walklings go to sleep but one steals out of bed to put its courage to the test with the shadows of the fire pit ultimately falling asleep dreaming of the stars I love it. Very good. Who did the artwork for that one? Peepka's Tale was by Casper Wingard. Very good as well. Agreed. So let's go. Let's uh, Walkling's Tale. What did you think about that art, artwork? You know, I liked that one a lot. I like that sort of 
it's it's very like bubbly and and like kid friendly kind of art you know it's it's simplified yeah. it, it feels cartoony but in like an elegant way it's really clear to see the emotions that the characters are experiencing and and i thought that it told clearly like the most kid friendly story mm-hmm. out of all of them i liked it quite a bit i like the colors i like the style what about you I, I think it fit really well. I, I remember opening it and like, you know, you, you kind of open it and then there's the, there is like, you know, traditional comic artwork. And then the next mm-hmm. page you get, you see both where it's, yeah. you know, the, the fire pit and then all of a sudden the walkling's tail. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden, you know, and then I read through it and I was like, man, that really fits. It really, it really does. fits. Well, I like because we get this frame story of Logray and the Ewoks gathered around the fire telling stories to each other. And I liked that in Walkling's Tale, you even get a panel of Logray kind of telling the story. It's kind of like almost like a Romeo and Juliet type deal where like Mm -hmm. they meet and they want to be friends. Yeah. But their parents are like, oh, you know, and so, yeah, you know, at the end, they kind of make their parents come around and they all share, you know, a snack with each other. And, and that's yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. The artwork just it works so well. I, I don't think I could read that many graphic novels with that kind of artwork because it's more towards my kids. But mm-hmm. man, after I was done with that tale, I was just like, that was perfect. Yeah, that was, you know, just the, like it just fits so well. Like, could you imagine if the next story <laughs> with this artwork (laughs) what a jump what a jump oh man i like this one i think because you know we're partial for better or worse to the ewoks cartoon and this was the one that uh, incorporated so many elements from that because of course we have the dulocs which are pretty much exclusive to the ewoks cartoons and then we had cameos from wicket and nisa and the the Mm -hmm. animated series version of paplu so we actually saw like nisa in there I wondered if that was supposed to be Milani or 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 Winda, like Wicked Sister. I looked it up, and the author uh, has named the Walkling Falu, F A L L O O. So it's an original oh, character. Okay. And the Dulux name is Emi, E E M E E. So Amy. yeah, so they're just new characters sort of existing because you know we're always talking about let's see more about the village. So here we go, we got a little bit more, but new characters. I really liked how. Basically, like Emi, the Duloc is teaching Falu like what she can and can't eat in the forest, and she's like drawing pictures on the wall. It's like, no, don't yeah. eat this, eat this, and so it was kind of like there was some beauty in it because you know they're communicating non-verbally, they're communicating across like languages and stuff, and it kind of because it's a wordless story, it functions that way, like in reality as well. Anybody could pick up this story and get the basics, you know, regardless of the language they speak, which you know I think is just cool. Yeah, you can totally tell. I mean, it even, you know, there's even a kind of a, a page where it appears that the Ewok parents are, you know, kind of telling them that like Duloks are bad. You see like, mm, yeah, yeah, Duloks, mm-hmm. and then they meet up and, you know, they meet up in the forest and she shares a flower crown with her, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, it's cute. This is cute. It's and cute. then and then you see another block where, you know, the Ewok, the little Ewok is like, you know, won't you won't your parents be mad? That's what it kind of looks like. It's like, a yeah looks like two mad Dulocs with a question mark. And she's like, nah, you know, like she's answering, like she's just dismissing their reactions. Like, you know, they won't mind. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They're so, they're so open-minded. You know, it's funny that you read this as like sort of a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing, because I thought that they were both just little girls meeting in the woods and just being friends. Oh, well, I didn't mean like boy, girl. I, I mean, they are kind of, I think they are two girls. I just meant it. Oh, do you? Okay. Like, it's like the. Oh, yeah, sure. Like forbidden. That. Yeah. 
you know, okay. yeah, like it's forbidden. Like they're not like you know the Capulets and Montagues. You're not allowed to cohort or mingle with each other, and and yeah. they do. You know, they find out. Like, yeah, oh, I saw the Leonardo DiCaprio that. movie in the '90s, so yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> so it's definitely all skewed. Oh, that's really <laughs> how the story goes. <laughs> so <laughs> you we go. <laughs> I know. So we go from the most kid-friendly story in the collection to the most hardcore story in the collection. And yeah. right away, I was reminded of Night of the Gorax, which we covered right? with Sally back for the Halloween this, special. Is this the same artist? I had the same thought, but no, it's not. It's They're different. Oh, wow. I know. But it's a lot of, like, the the, the muted, even, there's even more of a limited color here. The Night of the Gorax used yeah. a couple different, but this is basically just, like, black, white, and the reddish color that mm-hmm. is the Ewoks, uh, like, headdress. But... Pretty intense. So this is Paplu trying to like freak the kids out by telling him this story. Right away, we come across like we start close up on like the dead open eye of an Ewok and like a bug landing on it. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) that was a little surprising. It is pretty gross. And his face is all like, you know, like I know, I know. And I was just like, oh, he's just, you know, sitting there. And then I, I look and I'm like, oh, no, he's dead just laying there like you could tell by his hand his left yeah. hand it's obvious yep. he's obviously dead yeah <laughs> yeah like... and then, i mean we see as it keeps going we see like stormtrooper skeletons we see like a yep. bunch of smashed in helmets and everything and uh i guess spoiler alert the gorak gets him and just swallows the ewok whole which just, is uh yep chomp done and then we see Logre bonking him on the head for telling such a, you know, for scaring the kids. Great story. Yeah. yeah, it's so great. Did you like it? I liked it. I mean, it's, I thought it was really cool that like the artist did everything with basically two colors, black and red, right? Uh-huh. I can't count the white because that's probably just the absence of, probably just didn't draw yeah, there. Supposed, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, like, man super dark and i thought this is the darkest thing since night of the gorax that we've seen like yeah and i thought oh he's gonna make it you know and you turn the page and you're like oh man nope he did not make it he doesn't i thought oh yeah he's gonna pop out or the gorax is gonna be like oh puke and like spit him out no no it just ends with death which is probably a typical tale they would tell right like to get the Wacklings to not probably, roam yeah, to away not from mm-hmm. the village uh, made sense. Like Logre, like bonks him on the head and just kind of has his face of like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, like yeah, you know, like again, like or somebody did it again, you know, like and he kind of he's kind of looking like what, you know, what? That's yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was mm-hmm. such a absolute opposite of the story it beforehand, yeah. which is. I mean, it works. You got the cute tale. You got the yeah. Um, yeah. scary one. Like just any fire pit. You know, it's when my kids when we went camping. They're like oh, scary stories, and I'm like, you got, you got really? to tell like, the scary How do you one? know you stuff like this? Like, they just know. You know, like oh, we're on the we're on the fire. Tell a scary story. Okay, it just happens. The final in the collection, art wise, I feel like kind of splits the difference because it does. Uh, yeah. It's definitely it, it splits the difference. I think both in art and in tone because. It's definitely a more cartoony look, but it's also more realistic than the first one. You know, the trees and the backgrounds and everything. If you notice, it kind of changes. I don't know what I would describe it as like 
the contrast or the detail would almost change. Mm -hmm. Some scenes like one one of my favorite blocks of the uh, comic is the scout trooper on the, on the speeder bike. Yeah. We're, and it's, it has this, you know, the big, like, whir, like whir, going through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's such a cool block. There's really great depth in it. Depth, yeah. yeah it, it just goes so far. And then the next one under it, all of a sudden the contrast, like, goes away. And it's like, like you used a thicker pencil. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you look at the next page, there's, like, a bunch of different aspects, uh, di different, like, detailed like one looks like yeah. pencil and then like paintbrush and the other one looks like only paint. Yeah, I was gonna say one one's almost like watercolor in the background. Yeah, and yeah. one has like the typical comic dot type. Mm -hmm. I mean you see that kind of meshed yeah. in there as well, but then other blocks, it doesn't have that. But I think like with that though, it still feels cohesive. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, yeah. ah, we're doing something different now. Like it all kind of fits in what they're going for. I don't know why it does, but it does. And it's it's so it does. I like yeah. I like it. I think the color palette really ties it together, but we start with a pretty dark opening. <laughs> Peepka yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has a little tripwire, you know, for the for the scout trooper, and he flies off. His helmet flies off, and he's like begging for mercy, and she bashes his skull in. And it's a crack with the. Uh... It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and then the block after it is like the face down scout trooper. <laughs> yes i know that's what i mean it's like kind of more in line with number two yeah, it's so good like like the slow yeah. it looks like a slow-mo walk slow-mo walk yeah. from the dead body it's great <laughs> well and then as we as we go on we see she's like a scavenger and she's yeah. building a ship and the other ewoks i can't tell if they're making fun of her if they're teasing her or if they're like cheering her on but regardless she doesn't care i think they're making of her i i kind of do too but she's committed to making this one's work. like taking a piece of metal like so, you know like and she's got that kind of like that gritty determined face kind of like you know scowling a little bit while she's working on her mm -hmm. thing and then we do see what the, one of the ewoks pull up and pull apart oh yeah you're right the ship that she's making mm -hmm. and she kind of she puts it back together and then is you know that night chilling laying against it looking up into the stars dreaming I thought that 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 to me, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I really like that. That like we get an Ewok that's like, I wonder what's out yeah. there. Yeah, an Ewok that wants. We've more. never had that. Not really. No one really. I mean, it's all like, oh, that's stuff's out there, but like we <laughs> they keep they keep having visitors, but nobody's like, yeah. Oh, I wonder where they're coming. We from. should we should go. You know. Like, yeah, she ultimately makes it. I mean, she takes off. the The ship is is yep. space worthy, and she uh she hits and it. She's we got a cute little tag with the Ewoks going to bed. Yep. Uh, and this little walkling sees a shadow that looks like a Gorax. And she gets up with her spear to fight it. And then goes to sleep with her little toy X-Wing. Yeah. Do you notice, though, that it's like an homage to all three of the stories? There's the flower crown, mm -hmm. the spear, and the ship. Yeah, you're right. And that's all. You're right. So I, I thought that was really clever. I didn't even pick that up. You're how right, they did that. That's cool. Yeah. It's a fun ending. And then yeah. the walkling kind of just like... Walks backwards into bed, lies down, plays. Yeah, with she's emboldened. Life. You know the stories. Uh, yeah, totally. The stories were pretty good. Uh, so Peepka, I read uh, this novel called Last Shot, a Han and Lando novel. It was by Daniel Jose Older. Came out in mm -hmm. 2018. I, I didn't love the book, but um, a lot of it because the Han Lando relationship is that is a lot of like, hey, old buddy, old pal, and it just got a little old. But Peepka is actually a character in that. 
and she's like hardcore. Okay. You know, nice, nice to have that little connection there. Really cool though. All right. Well, what is your favorite of the three? I liked Peekpa's tail the best. Yeah. I, I really love it. That's really strong. The whole page towards the end where she's looking up at the stars, you know, she's like by her little lantern. She mm-hmm. stands up. You see her looking up at, you see the back of her head looking up at the stars. Then you kind of see her with her, her goggles. The next frame is she had put them on and is holding a wrench in her hand. Like she's determined, like tomorrow's the day I'm going to, mm. I'm going to get out yep. there. And I just thought that yeah. that was really cool in the color, the purpley color of the night and the um, starry sky just was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, you go, you know? I would be really interested to know the process of, of making this. Uh, like, how much is Alyssa Wong as the author being like, okay, on this page, these are the things that has to happen. Like, I wonder if it's that or I wonder if it's more specific. Like, here she's gazing out into the stars make that happen, you know? Because there, there must have been a pretty tight collaboration to make the, the story like work the way it does. Because I think they all really do work. I lean towards a Walkling's Tale. Oh, you like the Walkling's Tale? Yeah, I think that's the one I like the best. It Well, again, for nostalgia's sake, I love seeing the Dulocs. I love seeing like Nisa and, and seeing sort of the, the cartoon world expanded. But I think right. just the style of it uh, really lends itself. It felt the most modern to me out of the three of them. It did, yeah. And even though it's geared towards a younger crowd, it feels like it would fit really well with like have an ongoing Ewoks like webtoon comic on the app or, you know, Marvel has these infinity comics that they make that are designed for you to like scroll through on your phone. So it's just an infinite scroll. And I feel like an Ewok comics, a wordless Ewok comic in that style, I think would be super popular and would fit right in. Yeah, almost like a, maybe like a manga, right? Like a wordless manga or something like that. The middle one, Paplu's Tale, to me had the most like manga sort of vibe. The the muted color, uh, you know, the the okay. the tease yeah. of it all. You know, the, I felt like there was a lot of manga influences in that one. Definitely, that was probably my least favorite, just because it felt more just like a transition. You know, like it felt like, all right, you had your light one, here's your dark one, and here's sort of like the most legit one. Yeah. And so the middle one is the one that did the least for me, you know, but I think it served its purpose. It's just why I was like, whatever. Yeah. So I think the Walkling's Tale, I, I did like that one, but I feel like that was good because it, it could probably could have been an episode of the show. Oh, it sure. It felt like it, yeah. it should have been an episode of the show where, whereas Peak Buzz, I was just like, yo, you could have a whole series on this. You like that could. was the one that I was just like, I know. man, like, wait a minute. We don't know if she makes it. I mean, she's got this smile on her face and there's and there's a and in the cockpit is a little bit purpley ish. So I mm-hmm. got to wonder if she's in space at that point, you know, yeah. And so it's yeah, but it's like, you know, I, I don't know, like behind her is I mean, I guess she does. So it did occur to me, like, wonder if she's just like imagining it. But no, I think she does. Yeah, she does get out of well, there. It's got, a so great, like, it's got a great tease, right? I mean, you, you don't really kinda, see yeah, her like, like you a, don't see oh. her landing on a planet or something. It's just kind of yeah. like, there she goes. Best of luck. To me, this could be a series. I'd watch it. I'd read it. Yeah, like watch, read. It just seemed like, oh, cool. Here's like a quirky, out of the box Ewok that we've really never met before. All of them are about, you know, tradition. Let's. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. My belt of honor tradition. We need to do the right, the passage of a warrior yeah. and all these, you know, like all this stuff. And then here's the one that's just like, 
I don't know. I kind of like want to see what's out there, you know, and they all make fun of her yeah. like, ah, you're, you know, you're ridiculous. You know, you shouldn't do that. And then she does. It's just like, oh, it's Luke Skywalker. You're right. I mean, it's it's him yeah, being like, I don't right. want to be here another season. I got to like get out there. You know, that's sort of what yeah. Peak was doing here. Power converters. Yeah. <laughs> power converters. <laughs> what is your Oak of Arc moment of this collection, Steve? Uh, you know, it's really tough. I did think about that. And I just, I, I think it's just the fact that Peekpa's tale ends mm. on, I mean, I mean, do you call it, a, I guess it's a cliffhanger, right? Cause she kind of has like the, the grin, but like, I would have loved like a, a far off shot so that I know, like she made oh, yeah. it, just, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think I just wanted that, but I don't know. Like, you know, like, I don't know if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, cool, she made it. And then it kind of completes it. So it's almost like the writer's doing it on purpose, leaving it out so that we're, yeah. we don't know, you know? And it's yeah. just like, oh, no, right. I feel like I have to know, you know? Yeah. And so. I think that's what makes it good. Yeah, yeah. That, I, you're probably right. That is what makes it good. But I was still just like, no, you know, you turn the page and it's like the, the Wapplings. Yeah yawning and i was just like no yeah. i gotta oh, know what happened yeah. uh, like, oh come on <laughs> my oak of arc is also in peak's tale uh it's just it's the murder in the beginning i just feel like it's it's a darkness that like doesn't really it kind of takes away from like the wonder of the rest of it especially because he's like uh help but she kills him and then yeah. we have to see him like all dead and face down I would have rather just had the crash and let you just assume that stuff happened. So I, that took me no out of love it a little lost bit. Between Peekpa and uh, the Empire, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably 20 different funny ways or cool ways that could have been, but I don't know. It makes her look like a badass. It know? does. No, there's no like, question. There's no question. Bam. So that, you know? that must be what they're going for. Uh, Ichiwawa moment. I think <laughs> the Ichiwawa moment. Okay, my Ichiwawa moment was the very last frame of the Walkling's Tale when I was just like, oh, cool. They they all came together. Yeah. The moment that, like, you know, the Ewoks and the Dulocks, and it's just like, yeah, you know, look, we can exist together. And I just thought that was fun. It is nice. So, what about yourself? I just, I mean, I just really liked the Walkling's Tale, but I guess, yeah. uh, I guess I'm going to give it to the Dulocs, you know, because season two of the show, we were really missing the Dulocs and she took something from the cartoon that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. And kind of gave the Dulocs a little bit more personality and a little bit more development. And I just thought that was cool. I think it's, I think it works alone. I think if you've never seen the show, it makes sense. It's like there's Ewoks and then this other creature and they know we get clearly that they're not supposed to hang out. So I don't think you need to see the show to know that. Oh yeah, good point. You, you really don't. Yeah, you, you can just you yeah. just are like, oh, these are must be mortal enemies, right? That's clear from the art, right? I just think and they're just drawn so well too, because mm -hmm. the Dulocs are. I mean, <laughs> we've seen them normal. We've seen them drawn very ugly, like right, like the yeah. the Knight of the Gorax, right? Wasn't there? Uh, there was there, there was some dark Dulock action in that. There was yeah, some dark Dulac. Yeah, they looked like. Okay, that they're yeah, they yeah. are kind of formidable, right? Yeah, but here, like everyone's just drawn real cute, and I was just like, oh, 
Yeah, they're drawn so simply, and they look so, they I look know. like Dula. They're immediately they do, recognizable. They it's wild. Yeah, it's very cute. I appreciate the nod to the cartoons, mm. and I think it was well done. I wonder if they actually watched the show. They had to have watched the shows, right? They had I to. I would have. think. Yeah, at least a sampling. Sure. Well, I had a good time with this. I I, I appreciate the uh, attention to the Ewoks. I like this little one shot. I wish there were more. Maybe there will be. But I think this was a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun if you're a fan of the Ewoks like us or just in general, if you're, you know, celebrating the return of the Jedi's 40th, as we're going to be doing in our next episode. We absolutely are. Tell us a little bit about that. Steve and I are reading the Return of the Jedi novelization by James Kahn, and I've been taking pictures of things because... It, well, it's mostly straightforward, but every once in a while they'll say something and I'll be like, what? So I'm sure you, <laughs> King of the Nitpickers, will look at this and be able to pull some interesting I'll stuff. I'll try not to. All right. Well, we'll be diving in next time. I'll see you then. I will see you then as well. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, 9021 Here We Go, and previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.